Welcome to Outwitting the Manipulator, the podcast that gives you powerful techniques to protect yourself as manipulation is taking place. Now here are your hosts, authors, and communication experts, Robin Golinski and Dr. Dennis Becker. Hello, everyone. I sound so cheerful, don't I? But today's episode, episode <laughs> nine, is about two icky tactics that have huge consequences for your mindset. We're going to explore invalidation and dictating feelings. These are two of the ones I really are really sneaky and really do this slow erosion over time. She's Robin and I'm Dennis. Oh, thanks, Dennis. I got too excited. (laughs) (laughs) She forgets even who we are. It's not relevant. Let's just get to it. (laughs) You know, Robin, I think this one that we're going to talk about uh, and validation we're talking about today, it it may be the most common one of all of the tactics. I don't know, maybe. So subtle too. It's very subtle and very popular and very effective if you're not tuned into it. But anyway, let's go ahead with it. Go ahead, Robin. Oh, and much of it can be nonverbal. So we'll have to describe that since this is audio uh, Mm -hmm. only. Uh, It's hugely Mm -hmm. Um, Mm nonverbal. So... (laughs) Invalidation is when uh, this tactic is when the manipulator minimizes your opinions, your feelings, your perceptions, uh, demonstrates disregard for you verbally and Mm non-verbally. And it's very tricky because it involves changing the subject and, and or ignoring something that's of value to you. It's a subtle way to let you know you're not important. Mm -hmm. Very subtle, though. Mm -hmm. Many of these um, tactics are used in tandem, but we're trying here to single them out, Mm -hmm. even though uh, often you'll get three or four simultaneously. Mm -hmm. But let's, yeah, so invalidation. So how does that show up? Well, the introduction you've given us, uh, it's okay. It doesn't cover everything, but I mean, people get the idea from what you've said, but. I'll go on and explain it a little bit more detail in a couple of minutes. Okay, that was it. Dennis ooh, just did it. You see ooh. how smooth he did that? <laughs> so smooth that I couldn't object. Well, let's let's say I did. Let's say I was like, wait, what? So now I sound defensive. Oh, you, I no. look like the one who's... Oh, come on. Don't be so sensitive. I mean, what are you talking about? Yeah. I just, you know, geez, come on. All right, let's move on to something else. Change the subject. It's so subtle. Mm -hmm. And a lot of you are tolerating this without even knowing you're tolerating it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because Uh, it's the kind of thing, Robin, that, you know, if you don't, let's look at the language for a moment. If you don't tolerate it, what can you, what's your option? If you don't tolerate it and the option is to say something about it, then what? It makes you feel like you're, do you know how important I am? You can't invalidate me. Do you know who I am? Nobody wants to say that kind of a thing. And nobody wants to say, what? You mean I don't count? You mean it's a, you don't want to sound weak on the other hand. Mm-hmm. So this is really a sneaky one that can can put you in the situation, a position of not Paint knowing you how right to into react. A yep. Yeah. How should I react? Because it's, it's really sneaky. And so you yep. have to pick and choose, I would say, Dennis. I mean, feel free to disagree with me. By the way, you guys, you may have noticed if you've listened to other episodes that I'm very direct and Dennis is very good at being uh, polite and going in the back door. So 
we may give you two different perspectives. You can choose the one you're more comfortable with. Not everybody's comfortable being direct, but I prefer being, well, it just comes to me naturally. So in all um, of these things, and Robin makes a very, very good and invaluable point here that all of these things that we're going over with you with these tactics and the techniques that you can use to protect yourself in real time, we're giving you a language and words that we know work and that we've worked on with our clients over the years. And Robin, of course, has experienced in her own life. However, you put it in your words. You put it into the the jargon and the uh, context, even that you are in with your manipulators. So you don't feel have to feel restricted just to the language and the words that we're using. You put it in language that you know will work for you. Well, in validation, I think you want to because it can be so subtle, and because you can. If it's public, you know, you're in a group setting or people are witnessing it and you want to address it, like Dennis said, either way, you, it's almost like you can't win no matter what. But if it's so you want to the little tiny ones, you want to make a note of maybe you want to let them go. But the bigger ones you want to take on, you don't want to let go of. Yeah, because if you let go, then that's a success point for the manipulator. So don't let it go. Like we say with all these things, call it out. We've say talked a lot about, about personal dentists, but you know, this one comes up a lot in business, doesn't it? In meetings. Of course. Oh, right? of course. Oh, yeah. um, and Here, let's do a, a business here, example. Okay. Here's an interesting one. See if you can catch this one, listeners, if you've been with, with us all along, listen to this one. In business, you hear this, you'll say, well, you know, I, I'm certainly not going to give attention to the uh, the brevity of the report that that, that Brad gave us, uh, uh, we all know that reports of this kind are, are are most valuable to us when they go into the great detail, into the great uh, research, and that, that goes into putting them together. So uh, we'll go on with something else that I, I will let uh, uh, let Brad uh, you know fend for himself and explain it as he thinks is is best. Now. The invalidation part was, you know, let him do it for himself. And, you know, it's okay. Did you catch the first part of that? It was an old tactic we talked about called apophysis. Mm -hmm. I don't want to talk about, I'm not going to talk about the brevity of the blah, 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 blah. And then he went on to talk about it. These reports require research and da, 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 da. That's apophysis attached to invalidation. So they're very subtle. It And if you suspect that you're having and hearing one of these kinds of things or more of them, well, write it in your notes, always write it in your notes. In the moment, though, in the moment, the best technique for dealing with this kind of a thing is to use what we call an I statement. Okay? Something short and sweet. Now, I just want to make one little statement here before you. In the business world, for you to do this publicly – uh, it may be at great cost to you. So with this, did you say it was Brad? I forgot the guy's yeah, Brad. name. Brad. So it may be better for you to pull Brad into the hallway afterwards and do this privately mm-hmm. because you can get into a whole oh, yeah. quagmire. Make, yeah, yeah. It can make you even look worse. Yeah, it'll it'll he'll, he'll spin it back on you. Oh yeah, yeah. So, yes, this that's a very good point, Robin. Thank you for that. Uh, when I say make an I statement, when you do get to talk and you do get to confront your manipulator for it, you just say, "Look, 
I don't like I don't like it when you invalidate my feelings. You lose credibility in my eyes when you do that sort of a thing. It starts with an I statement where you say That's ethos because they care so much about credibility. You tell them they lose credibility, that that hurts. They'll think about that later. Yep, yep, yep. If it's a pathos person, a very emotional person, look, I, I won't continue this conversation with you without you acknowledging my feelings about it. You know, see how much more emotional that sounds that began with I. I'm not going to continue this conversation with you unless you acknowledge my feelings about it. Okay? Now, if you're dealing with a very logos, facts, figures, statistic kind of person, you say, look, <clears throat> I'm they don't care to, about feelings. By the way, no, they so. couldn't care less. So yeah. if you, even though you're emotional, they don't care. So you say something like, I'm finding this conversation unproductive. When you're prepared to discuss it without minimizing or disparaging or disregarding me, let me know. Okay? You just say it that's that a, way. That's a good logo statement. Maybe be a little bit louder perhaps than normal. Keep the speed of your speaking normal. So it doesn't look like you're being emotional. And say it without allowing any interruption. Don't let you the must follow through you. with the consequence, though. Oh, yeah. If you continue, even though you said you won't, but if they haven't acknowledged your feelings, mm-hmm. which they probably won't, mm-hmm. uh, you need to cut the conversation off. You mm-hmm. need to follow through. Don't ever make a threat to a manipulator or a consequence, give a consequence and not follow through. You are empowering them. Like, I mean, you're just, what do you, what do you throw on somebody that gives them not kryptonite fire? Yeah. Whatever. You just blowing them up. We've said this to you many times. Remember in the past, when you make these kind of statements uh, back to your manipulator, Robin is so correct here. Don't, just say it and then give up on it. You've got to be able to follow through. So one of the most uh, effective things is this conversation is over or I'm leaving. But then if you say you're going to do it, you got to do that. You got to stop the conversation. You got to get up and walk out. I'm hanging up. I'm walking out. This conversation is over. If you say those kind of things, you have to be sure that you absolutely follow through with it. Yeah, you have to, you have to just hang up and and it may feel uncomfortable for you. Most people do feel uncomfortable doing that. Just do it anyway, because it does empower you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what, why does it make it's more than uncomfortable. It may, it may infuse you with fear. And I'll tell you what that fear is coming from. The fear is coming from the backlash. What's the backlash? The backlash is going to be personal attack, public humiliation, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, telling you, uh, calling you names, name calling, uh, other tactics we've talked about. Those, it's important for you to realize that when that happens, you're succeeding with the manipulator. You're Mm -hmm. succeeding. The reason you're getting the backlash is because they don't like that you've noticed what they're up to. Oh, that's the worst thing. When you call the manipulator out on any of these tactics and you're recognized and they know you've recognized that it's a tactic they're using, that is a huge win for you. It may not feel like it because, in fact, you may get that backlash of anger and even bullying. When you brought that out of someone, it means it, it's, it's, it sounds odd, but in a perverted way, you're winning. You're gaining the control 
that they're trying to take away from you. You're retaining your own control. So don't be afraid to call it out, but be prepared for the backlash. And obviously, you know, when we're dealing with things like bullying, even though it starts out, it could start out with some, some love bombing and so nice things. And so when you call it out, that may flip them over to the other side and start being really nasty to you. So you've got to, you know, you've got to know your manipulator, but these are tactics and techniques that we know will work with you. All right. So we should okay. probably talk about our second, second tactic, which is a yeah. really big pet peeve of mine. And I've been the uh, target of this a lot. Yeah, uh, and also sneaky. Easy, it's Robin. sneaky, just like it, the other one. It's very sneaky. Go easy with yourself, Robin, for goodness sakes. You, you get so upset about these things. You, you know, I, I remember the time that, you, you know, your brother said something to you and, and you were so upset. Listen, don't, you don't, you're not that again. kind of a person. He's modeling you're, for you. You're, <laughs> you're not that kind of person. You're a person who feels uh, uh, sincere about things. You, you're a person who is strong. You're a person who can take a lot of uh, almost abuse. So don't feel that way. I mean, so what is he doing? He's dictating my feelings. Mm-hmm. He's declaring what I think and how I feel. Mm-hmm. It's really sneaky. I'm glad you sneak those in like that. Of course, if somebody takes them out of context, we're in trouble. <laughs> hey, that's our world, right? People love to take things out of context. Well, on the um, other hand, on the other hand, Robin, this I can know be done with really, very loving tones it's, too. Uh, it's so. Look, uh, I know you're not very strong when it comes to this kind of a thing. I know you're, you know, you've got so many other good qualities, but there's so it's hard for you, and I will be there for you. Thank you so much. See, it's invalidation. He's (laughs) doing it. You just pile them on. Part of me wants to go. Oh, yeah. That's the sneaky. That's right. Well, you know, I have to say, I have to go back to my personal experience in that Mm. uh, after my divorce, um, my my kids. I'm always I'm always hesitating saying this stuff, but it is what it is. My kids experienced uh, my ex-husband saying to them, how's your mom? Is she okay? Mm. I know she's having a really hard time. I know she's not doing very well. And running into my friends would Mm -hmm. say things like, oh, she's, she's, she's kind of emotionally having a, she's having a really rough time. No, I was freaking so happy (laughs) to be. Free, free. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but this is how it works. Because, but how can you how can you dispute that? Because it sounds like loving, concern, caring. That's how it sounds. It's invalidation of your capability of being Absolutely. able to deal with the situation, undermining me, eroding me, making me yeah. look weak, framing yeah. me as weak. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So this is this is something that you. It's another one, like the other tactic, you know, the sneakiness makes it difficult to correct that in the moment. Mm -hmm. It makes it difficult. It's so we want to help you with the nuance of that. So this is uh, so that you don't look defensive, uh, reactive. It's, It's kind of a setup in a way. It's a setup to get you to do that. And maybe some of you have heard this approach, whatever the situation is, at some point you hear from your manipulator, you hear, 
Oh, you're just like your old man. What? Well, they'll say, oh, come on, come on, come on. You're acting like your mother right now. You're just like, yeah. They're invalidating who you are, number one. And number two, they're dictating the feeling that they think you should be having, like your father, your old man, or whatever, your mother. So these things can be used in combination, but that's a very, ah, oh, you're just like, eh, you sound like all the others who, okay? This is a tactic. Now you want to be aware. It sounds like something just conversational, but this is a tactic that is designed to make you feel less valuable. It can also be done, um, re, you know, talking about something that happened in the past, like, uh, oh, remember how furious you were when blank happened? Oh, yeah. And you're, you're thinking to yourself, I wasn't furious. I was a little annoyed, but I wasn't furious. It's really important that no matter what, you never let the manipulator tell you how you are feeling. Mm -hmm. Now, this can feel nudgy for you to correct it, but you own your thoughts, opinions, and beliefs. They're yours, and you need to decide what they are and how to express them. Mm -hmm. I remember how you felt uh, the first time that uh, we, we submitted a book report and tried to get it published and uh, I remember how down you felt. You felt so, you know, you felt rejected. You just felt like, oh, are we ever going to be a success? And uh, yeah, you have, you have a, you have, and to a certain extent, you still have a, a low opinion of your skill set. But I want to tell you, I'm here for you. I know how to help you feel better, and I will help you feel better. About it's almost a little bit of Munchausen's, isn't it? Yes, a little bit, just a little bit. <laughs> So that's what, we, that's what we're always saying. The, these things c- oh, conflate, boy. but we're trying to keep them separate. Yeah, yeah. You've got to stand up for yourself. When you yeah. hear your, somebody telling you what you think or how you feel, declaring it, and it could be mm-hmm. in a group where they're telling mm-hmm. someone else in front of you or they're telling you, you've got to, as uncomfortable as it may feel, you have to put the kibosh on that let's talk about how you would do that with an ethos person with an ethos person you want to do it dennis no go ahead you do it go ahead with an ethos person you would say i know you're good at assessing at assessing feelings and attitudes but in this case what i actually feel is blank so you know what she did there was she first of all started with a compliment to that person. Mm-hmm. That's what an ethos person needs. They need to feel <clears throat> you know who I am. So she said, "Well, I know you're good at." So she started it that mm-hmm. way. Go ahead. Now, what if it's a person very emotional, Robin, a very oh, type of person? What do you say? Oh, for goodness' sake! You may you may have thought that, but that's not how I actually feel. I actually was just a little annoyed. Mm-hmm. Now they're going to blow past you. They're not going to say, "Oh, oh, I didn't know that." They may argue in favor of, "Oh, no, you were definitely furious." Oh, I saw you, you threw the paper across the room, and they may they may double down, mm-hmm. or they may change the subject. But you have to be. That's like, oh, not what's sake. important. Come on, you you may feel that way, but I don't. I actually feel. And then you stay You're putting you. them on notice. So even yeah. if they change the subject, even if they ignore you, even if they go on to invalidate you further, you keep telling them no. So the logos, let's do logos. All right. This is a person who's very 
serious about life and very facts and figures. What would you say, Robin? It's hard to say logos because they usually don't exaggerate. So most of the time it's not going to yeah. be a logos person, but logos, you'd say that is incorrect. Mm-hmm. My actual feelings were this and you, my actual feelings were annoyance. My actual feeling was annoyance. The, the important part there is that is incorrect. It's a very factual very kind important. of factual sounding thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. When you say these things, by the way, it's important that you keep your speed, your vol- volume consistent with the sound that you normally have. You don't want to seem like this has really got you upset or you're reacting differently than you would normally act. Uh, keep this the facial expression sometimes is important. Maybe you want to make eye contact or not and look directly at them when you say things. You're going to have to make those final judgments based on the way you know your manipulator in the relationship that you have. But don't just look at the words. Look at the way in which you say them. We, for instance, we talked about color words. And another one other time we talked about a color. What is a color word? It's, it's a word that you use in a particular way that gives special emphasis to the point that you're making. So, for example, if you say, for goodness sake, uh, you may you may feel that way, but I actually feel so actually, I said actually in a slightly different way. So you said that's I colored it. That's what we mean by color word. You say that is incorrect. My actual feelings are that is incorrect. So a little bit of color there. It's not just that's incorrect. You say that is incorrect. A little bit differently. You're coloring it, but not much. Yeah, that's the nuance of the delivery. Well, we should also address the nonverbal because these tactics are so icky you may not be able to identify unless it's very overt. You may not be able to identify them in the moment as easily. What, what you will do is feel bad. They you'll just, all of a sudden you just feel really bad. And then you have to go back and say, why did it turn? Why did I feel bad? And then you'll start to see it because much of it is also nonverbal. And remember that these things that we're telling you, are to be utilized in real time. In other words, as you are hearing it, feeling it, experiencing it, seeing it, that's when you say these kinds of things in real time. Don't just take it and don't just think, well, maybe next time or I'll do it later. No, you got to do it right then. Call it out. Get some notes down too right away. How you felt? How did you feel? And and when all of a sudden did you start to feel icky, bad? Mm -hmm. You know, and then you also want to make notes on uh, not just the words, but the nonverbal. So what does it look like? Eye rolling, heavy sighs, non eye contact. Mm -hmm. That's a great way to invalidate somebody. Mm -hmm. Just don't give them, don't look at them. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what they'll do to you, of course. You know, so listen. Well, that's what I'm saying, Dennis. Two that's game. how they invalidate you by not looking at yeah, you. Yeah. So, yeah. what are some? I'm talking about the manipulators' tactics. So, what are the other nonverbal manipulator tactics? Um, turning their body away from you yes, instead of facing you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, giving you. I, it's hard to do this on radio, but. Uh, Giving you a sort of a shooing your hand, shooing you away with their hand. Ugh, good, get get out of here, get 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 away. Like they're swatting at a fly, picking that's up their with, phone and texting. That's the attitude. Yeah, oh yes, of course. That's the attitude that they have. Or about um, you. you're having a really serious conversation, 
of uh, with gravity and they look for any they they point at the squirrel out the window or they somebody mm-hmm. walks by hey how you do you know they mm-hmm. they just that mm-hmm. that is to make you feel unimportant that's, that's the valid. goal yeah. of yeah, all the nonverbal yeah. and the verbal so yeah. if you start to feel bad you mm-hmm. need to sit up and take notice of yeah. why what's going on and yeah. don't ignore it yeah no you need to be strong deliberate confident otherwise think about the opposite of those things the opposite of those things is exactly what they want you to feel you need to do the opposite in real time and don't cry and don't whine and don't plead and don't no. beg no. why are you not, why are you not listening to me this is yeah. so yeah. you know oh you're yeah. playing right into their hands yeah. because yeah. they want to be the puppet master yeah. of your emotions and you notice we're not saying please don't talk to me like that please no no, 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 no. So the best thing you could do is, you know, I won't go into the EPL, but the statement is when you're ready to give me your undivided attention, we'll continue this conversation and you leave. Mm-hmm. You give them what they're giving you. Mm-hmm. No more mm-hmm. eye contact, no more engagement. Mm-hmm. And you do these things. I'm going to repeat it. You do these things in real time. As it is happening to you. Now, sometimes you obviously want to think about it afterwards and was it effective and did it work and so forth. And sometimes you even maybe, maybe need to think about it ahead of time because you know that your manipulator is such a, a user of that particular kind yeah, of technique. You can plan ahead. Look it up in the book. If you Practice. can't remember what you do with blaming or changing the subject, look it up and see what we've written, what suggestions they have. Listen back to the episode where we talked about that kind of a thing and then adapt your language, your behavior. To to your particular manipulator, but do not feel victimized. Do not feel like the target here. You hey, Dennis, have I think control. it's worth um, 60 seconds before we go to media moment, 60 seconds on understanding for you to understand the cost of you tolerating invalidation and dictating feelings, turning the other cheek, letting it go, putting up with it. The cost to you is enormous it is enormous because you will lose you will erode your sense of well-being your sense of self this will start to impact you in every other relationship in every other thing you do at your job you will start to blame yourself you will start to second guess everything you do you'll start to feel inept that's the goal of this person because they want control of you they don't want you flying high and succeeding. They don't want you on the ground and worthless. They want you somewhere in the middle where they can control you. And this is something that you will realize is happening to you. If it's like you're all of a sudden you feel like you're not yourself or maybe some close friends or relatives notice and say, you know, you're not like you used to be. You used to be so enthusiastic about this. You used to be so confident in this area. Now you, now you're second guessing everything, and you're unsure of yourself. That's because you let these things infiltrate your mindset. They got away with it. It worked. Now, so this no, needs to be nipped in the bud. This is where all coercive control begins in communication. Right. All domestic violence begins in communication. Yep. 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 That's why we're talking about call them out, 
mean, literally, not, not the call, but speak it, say it. Acknowledge it. Acknowledge it. You have to communicate that you get this and you know what's going on. And, you know, sometimes, though, they're Don't be asleep at the wheel. We want to point out that it's not always going to be very obvious. All of these tactics. I mean, and it's not easy. All the time. Not easy. We're dealing with, uh, with manipulators have strong personalities. Yeah. They're and, good and, at it. And sometimes when you challenge them, they get more excited about the game. Now you've made yeah. the game more interesting for them. <laughs> you know, a, a really good manipulator will invalidate you. Follow this now. Will invalidate you, your feelings, your worth, your value by not even talking to you or about you. If they're in a group, for example, yep. they just ignore you and yep. they talk to somebody else or whatever yep. topic you bring up, they change the subject and makes, looks, makes it look like and makes you feel like you're not of value. Your contributions are not of value. That's invalidation too. It's not just when they talk directly to you. Not communicating is still communicating. Absolutely it's right. It's another communication tool. Shall we go to the media moment? Let's do it, producer Dave. Media uh, moment time. The R&D media moment. So this week's media moment is, I love this podcast. It's called Crime Analyst by a woman named Laura Richards, who is absolutely brilliant. She is world-renowned and award-winning. A criminal behaviorist analyst is what she is. She is very good at um, bra- breaking down where this coercive control begins. And she's passionate about uh, domestic violence and coercive control, which is a better word, because let's face it, a lot of this stuff is emotional and non-physical, and uh, sometimes always and sometimes just in the beginning. But that's she's changed the laws in England to acknowledge coercive control, because sometimes it's just a mind game. So uh, producer Dave, let's play the clip. Now, this statistic relates to women specifically due to coercive control and structured inequalities and disadvantages that keep women entrapped. Recently, I heard it quoted as, it takes people seven times to leave an abusive relationship. And you probably know what I'm going to say, don't you? Firstly, there's no such thing as an abusive relationship. The relationship is not abusive. A person is, and we must name them. Domestic abuse and coercive control are motivated by power and control, so you must look for the power imbalance. Also, the seven times refers to women leaving a male abuser. It's important to identify the level of control. It increases a woman's risk of serious and fatal injury because it undermines her autonomous capacity to resist or escape the abuser. Taking sex out of it and making it gender neutral is not only inaccurate, it's bloody dangerous. So there's so much more in this episode, and I believe it's episode number 82. You'll want to give a listen. It's uh, about the Gabby, the Brian and Gabby, and I'm forgetting their last names now. Uh, the case where the the girl they did this cross country travel Gabby, together. Uh, sorry, Robin, you might as well say it. It's Gabby Petito, right? Thank you. Okay. I didn't want to mess it up. Okay. Gabby Petito, her name's more important. So uh, she makes a good point. You know, this gender neutral is not going to help in this case. And but more more importantly, what I think she says is we have to name it. You know, and we and that's what this is all about: naming the tactic that's being applied. 
brings light into the darkness. And being aware of these power imbalances is really important. Just because a female is 22 years old and you say, well, she's an adult, she can make her own choices. Let's face it. She hasn't been on the earth that long. She's 22 years old. So the 42-year-old you know, boyfriend, there's a power imbalance there. At least one age. There may be another uh, finance. Who knows? But there's definitely one, which is age and experience. So we need to, when we're looking at this, coercive control, we need to look at power imbalances to identify it and then be aware of what's happening in communication. I think you'll really enjoy her podcast. Enjoy, I mean, learn a lot, learn an awful lot about how this comes about and not just not just the course of control of the relationship, but the way the law enforcement goes in and investigates and what they what they miss and a lot of times where their biases keep them from seeing what's really going on and and women are are at great risk the statistics are overwhelming women who uh, say that they're leaving a course of fleet controlling relationship are very 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 likely to die and be murdered so um, take a take a listen to that if you it's a good compliment to what we're doing here and uh, I think we're wrapping up Mm. episode nine really a good one she's uh she's an excellent presenter too by the way folks you'll enjoy listening to her uh and remember uh, listening okay how about writing how about write it in your notes that's one of the reminders from today write it in your notes when especially you feel for these be- tactics right? you're be you feel like you're being invalidated or any of the tactics that we have been covering just jot yourself a, a, a couple of quick notes and you'll notice that over time they begin to form a pattern now the value of that is you then learn how to protect yourself in real time when the pattern appears again so we're reminding you again write it in your notes and always call them out don't hesitate to say wait a minute you're this you're the i the i Use those I statements. Make statements about how you're feeling about it and what you will tolerate. And for goodness sakes, when you make a statement, stick to it. This conversation is over. It's done. I'm hanging up. Hang up. Say it again, and I'm walking out. Walk out. Follow up with what you say. Don't feel uh, entitled to to make them feel good or apologize to them. No, you're never going to reform these people. You're never going to make them feel better or cure them. Forget about that. Protect yourself in real time. Now, next episode, uh, (laughs) next episode, I'm chuckling because I hardly have to describe it because when I tell you what the title is, you will know immediately because it's been so popular gaslighting next episode we're going to talk about that thing that you've heard so many times and probably experienced and maybe didn't even know because it's so good gaslighting and they're so good at this that you may not even know it and when they say she said you must be losing your mind you could actually believe it because gaslighting is really a sophisticated tactic of manipulation we're going to talk about that in detail and how it creates self-doubt how they reframe past events to make you think you literally are you losing your mind. So that's a really special episode next time. And I know you've heard that technique, that tactic used a lot. And we'll talk about it in specific and how you can protect yourself in real time 
against gaslighting. So that's for our next episode. We hope you'll be with us. And until that time, I'm Dr. Dennis Becker saying thanks for being with us. Dennis Becker and Robin Kalinsky. We're always glad you're here. Bye for now. Thank you for being with us today on today's episode of Outwitting the Manipulator, Protecting Yourself in Real Time. Robin and Dennis are seasoned communication experts, not medical or therapeutic professionals. The thoughts and opinions expressed are their own. If you, a loved one, or a friend are in an abusive or controlling relationship, you will find additional resources in the show notes for today's episode. Their book, Outwitting the Manipulator, Protecting Yourself in Real Time, is available on Amazon, Audible, and Kindle. We invite you to be with us again next time. Robin and Dennis will discuss ways of outwitting the manipulator, protecting yourself in real time.